Welcome, everybody. I thank you for joining us for Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawkins, Season 2, Episode 48. What an incredible win by the Hawkeyes on Thursday night. It was a record-setting performance, scoring 110 points at Maryland, a record for the Xfinity Center. Most points scored in that arena by an opposing team. The previous high was 97 points. And you think about the rich tradition of basketball in Maryland. You know, they've, they have quite a history. It's pretty cool for the Hawkeyes to hold that record with a 110-87 to 87 conference road victory for the Hawkeyes. Well, before I get to that just unbelievable game Thursday night, I do want to say a few words about Mac McCoslin. You know, first off, condolences to his family and friends. Big loss for them, as well as for the whole Hawkeye community. I saw they are going to be having a visit visitation, I believe it was 3 to 7 p.m. on Tuesday in Waterloo. So look that up if, if you're in the area or have the ability to get over there for that. But Fran talked about Mac at his call-in show this week and talked about what a great man he was. Just always in a good mood, always a smile on his face. And Fran gave him pretty much free reign to attend practices whenever he wanted. He could fly with the team to games. He was a just a huge Hawkeye supporter. Everything he did with the National Eye Club, being on the board, president. Uh, he, he was a great donor as well, very generous, um, you know, giving to the Hawkeyes. And you could tell that Fran was really saddened by this loss. It was, it was a real personal one. He talked about, you know, getting that text from Kent McCoslin about Max passing. And, well, they have been stocking up for sure on chips and salsa in heaven with Mac's arrival. And I just have one story about Mac, Mac McCoslin. It, it took place in the Bahamas. Uh, my wife and I traveled with some other friends there to see the Hawkeye basketball team play in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. This would have been in 2013. It was one of my favorite Hawkeye events that I've been to. It's right up there with, with some of my favorite bowl games and you know, especially being in the Bahamas, just beautiful weather. Uh, watching games as well, you know, in, in that little gym that they that they had set up in the Atlantis Hotel. And it was over Thanksgiving. It was a, a Friday. We went into the sports book at the Atlantis Hotel. They have a really big casino there, sports book. Walked in, and there was Mac. Ended up sitting down next to him. We had some light conversation as we were picking some, some football games uh, to wager on for that weekend, especially the upcoming Hawkeye game. And we found out that Hawkeye fans were going to be watching the Iowa-Nebraska game at one of the hotel lobbies. So we went over there, got a seat at the bar a little bit early for the game so we could get a nice seat. A few minutes later, Mac walked in, saw us, and he took the seat right next to me and, and just proceeded to you know, have a just great conversations and just a blast watching the Hawkeyes dismantle, I think it was, the 16th ranked, if I remember correctly, Cornhuskers in that game. And just a super fun game. Um, not much better than beating Nebraska, but add that Bo Pelini was the coach. That made it that much better. The Hawks had a couple of interceptions, some really fun sacks by the linebackers. And, and what a linebacker crew that was. Christian Kirksey, James Morris, Anthony Hitchens. I think Hitchens and Morris were the guys that got the interceptions in that game. But the Hawkeyes got the win. Uh, there were Hawkeye fans all you know, throughout that lobby with chairs set up uh, near the bar. 
Mac was high-fiving us after big plays. Just a really good time and a, and a fond memory that I have of Mac McCoslin, as well as you know that Hawkeye football game, that rivalry against Nebraska. I don't think the Hawkeyes had, had beaten them in quite some time, and uh, that really kind of changed the tide there. But I'll also never forget Iowa seven-footer Adam Woodbury was on that team, and his dad was there watching the game, the football game, and he was sitting in a normal chair, not a bar height chair like the rest of us, and I just couldn't believe it because when I looked over his direction, my eyes seemed to be pretty much even with his, and then at some point I realized, this guy's sitting in a normal chair. He's not even sitting in a bar stool. Uh, so he is just that big of a guy, and, and that's where Woody... Got his size, I guess, as the seven-foot center for the Hawkeyes. Well, great memory of Mac McCoslin. It's been fun hearing so many nice things about him this past week. He and Larry Morgan were part of Iowa basketball, uh, you know, calling games on TV when many of us were growing up in Iowa. Um, really enjoyed listening to that duo call those Hawkeye games. Every game they would call, so you always knew what you were going to get, um, and, and it really made it special. Well, let's talk about something that Mac was very passionate about now, and that is Iowa basketball. And there were some really, really neat, really cool storylines in this game. Before I get to those, I want to do a quick rundown, kind of the game flow statistics. And the Hawkeyes have struggled coming out of the gates recently, but not on Thursday night. The Hawkeyes hit their first four shots from the field, and they were really spreading the scoring around. But Maryland was also hot. They hit six of their first seven threes in this game. And Maryland shot 56% in the first half, but they were down by 16 points. That's just remarkable to be losing after shooting 56% from the field in the first half, let alone losing by 16 points. That just tells you how hot the Hawkeyes were in this game. In the second half, Iowa opened up with a 17-4 run and built a 32-point lead with 12 minutes left in the game. Iowa's defense did seem to step up a little bit in that second half, especially early on. It got a little sloppy late when the game got out of hand, but the D did help the hot Hawkeyes build that big lead early in the second half. For the game, Maryland shot 48% from the floor, but 40, 54% from three. They made 14 of 26 attempts and from behind the arc. And again, how do you lose... When do you shoot 14 of 26 from three? And I guess, I guess you don't play any defense. Uh, that's, that's the main factor there. Iowa shot 60% from the floor, 56% from three, making 19 of 34 three-point shots. Uh, rough free throw shooting day for the Hawkeyes. They only shot 62% on 13 of 21 from the line. Maryland made 11 of 13. The Hawkeyes out-rebounded Maryland. Great sign there, 37-28. Iowa had 22 assists in this game to nine turnovers. That's right at their season average as far as turnovers go. And Maryland turned it over 12 times. Well, there were a couple of amazing storylines in this game, namely Jordan Bohannon and Keegan Murray. They just played lights out, both with 30 points in the ballgame. Let's kick it off first with Jay Bo. Because he has struggled some this season. He has not scored at the level we expected going into the year. And struggled shooting from three, which quite frankly is pretty shocking considering how well he has shot from three his whole career. He's Iowa's all-time three-point leader 
as far as makes, also the leader in Big Ten all-time. He has made 421 threes now in his career. We've been waiting for him to bust out, and what a better place than Maryland. Uh, Jordan's first game at Maryland in 2017, he made eight threes. And he outdid that in, last, in his last game at Maryland. Thursday night, he set an Xfinity Center record with 10 three-pointers made in that game. He was 10 of 16. All shots taken were from three. He also had three rebounds and five assists, so a good all-around game for the six-footer Jordan Bohannon. Fran McCaffrey talked about 10 threes and how a team that makes 10 threes is usually going to win the game. You know, I, I mentioned how, how remarkable it was that Maryland made 14 threes and didn't win. But in this case, one guy hit 10 threes, and, and Fran was just talking about what a game changer that was for, for them. You know, you look at Jordan Bohan, and he's not going to hit 10 threes again probably, but we've been waiting for him to have more games where he's knocking down four. You know, that's, that's not out of the realm of possibility at all. I mean, he's done that many times in the past four, five, six, three-point shots in a game. He's done that many times. You know, he's hit eight before, as we mentioned, as a freshman at Maryland. So hopefully we're going to see some more big games by Jordan Bohannon shooting from three. He looked so confident Thursday night on the road. And it was pretty, pretty awesome, too, to hear current Hawkeye freshman Carter Kingsbury's dad. You know, those around my age definitely remember Chris Kingsbury very well. He owned the Hawkeye record for threes made in a game with nine. He did that twice. In his career, Jordan joked with Carter about breaking his dad's record and, uh, and how it only took him six years to do it. Well, Chris only played three years, unfortunately, for the Hawkeyes. He tried to take his game to the NBA after his junior year. Uh, but man, he was quite a shooter, quite a player. But with 30 points, Jordan Bohan moved into third place in Iowa's all-time scoring list, passing Aaron White. So he's only behind the great Roy Marble, and Luca Garza in all-time scoring for the Hawkeyes. That's just amazing. No shot at surpassing either of them, but great company to have. And, you know, of course, White now. Aaron White's at, at four. A.C. Earl at five. And then Greg Stokes, B.J. Armstrong, Roy Devonmarble, Ronnie Lester, and Matt Gatons round out the top ten scorers in a career for the Hawkeyes. Kind of amazing how many of those guys have played for Fran McCaffrey. Well, Jordan Bohannon and Keegan Murray became the first duo in Big Ten history to have one player that made 10 threes and a different player score 30 points as well. And Keegan Murray was one of 30 players named to the midseason list for the Naismith Trophy Player of the Year he was amazing, shooting 12 of 14 in this game to tally 30 points, 7 rebounds. He was 2 of 3 from long range as well, and he must just love playing Maryland. He had 35 the last time these two teams met in a Hawkeye win in Iowa City. And when you have two guys scoring 30 points, it's pretty hard to lose a game. You know, just a phenomenal effort by those two guys. We've seen it from Keegan pretty much all year long, but 
just felt so good to see Jabo have a signature moment this season. And as I mentioned, hopefully, you know, there's there's plenty of games left. So let's let's see let's see several more of those as the season goes on and we get into the postseason as well. Well, Patrick McCaffrey with just six points on two of seven shooting Thursday night. He didn't play as much as normal. He twisted his ankle, stepping back, and he twisted it on the ref's foot. It was kind of a scary situation, but looks like he'll be okay. You know, just one of those freak things that happens, but luckily he didn't seem to twist it too bad. He came back into the game. Philip Rebracha, six points on two of three shooting, seven boards. You know, you look at that. He did what was asked of him, grabbing seven boards in just 21 minutes on the court. Tony Perkins got the start again, played 16 minutes, scored five points, four rebounds, and three assists. Off the bench, boy, Peyton Sanford. I keep saying it, but uh, he can be a game changer just with his ability to hit threes. He was three of three from long range on Thursday night, nine points in 14 minutes, also had three boards. And he's such a long guard at about six seven, kind of a a tough guy to guard, a tough matchup for those opposing teams when they have shorter guards out there. Chris Murray, also a nice game off the bench. He had eight points, one of two from deep. Joe Toussaint got 18 minutes in this game. Uh, he had five points. Really, everyone got to play in this game with the blowout. Uh, Ulis struggled a little bit in this game shooting. He was just one of five and 0 of one from three. But it was good to see everybody get a little playing time in this game. For Maryland, Fats Russell led the team with 20 points. Smooth player out there. Nice-looking shot. He was 3 of 5 from 3. Hakeem Hart with 19. And he was also 3 of 5 from deep. Again, you know, Maryland on the offensive side was really good. Uh, they, just, they just didn't play any defense. Nobody I mean, the open shots that Jordan Bohannon continued to get throughout the game was just amazing. Well, big win for the Hawkeyes. And Fran was back coaching on Thursday night, and if you missed it, Patrick McCaffrey, he is a funny guy. He was asked what it was like without his dad coaching the previous game. He simply stated, quiet. It was quiet, and he got a good laugh from the media. Then he talked about how his dad and Sherm Dillard, the assistant coach, watched game film together on Zoom, and then he said, you know, it's really a miracle that they figured out how to use that technology just kind of a, a subtle little <laughs> subtle little shade thrown in the way of his dad and coach Sherman Dillard. So he's a funny guy. But uh, the Hawkeyes, they improved to 16-7, and 6-6, six and six, 500 in the Big Ten. Maryland is really struggling. They fell to 11-13, and 3-10 in the league. But any road win is a big victory in the Big Ten, you know, especially at this point in the season. Next up for the Hawkeyes, it's Freddie Hoiberg and the Nebraska Corn Shuckers at 1 p.m. on Sunday at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Get there to cheer on those Hawkeyes. The Cornhuskers are dead last in the conference at 1-12 after Freddie's squad pulled a mild upset over the Gophers this week for their first conference win of the season. Overall, the Huskers are 7-17 of on the year winless on the road and a win on Sunday will move the Hawkeyes to seven and six in the conference. We could hopefully you know start to see the Hawkeyes start passing some teams in the standings if they can string a few wins together here. So let's get that win on Sunday over the Huskers. Go Hawks!